0: Grace, mercy, and peace are yours through the Triune God. Whether you're listening from far away or next to beautiful Seneca Lake, we hope that through the reading and proclaiming of Scripture, you hear God's wisdom, challenge, and blessing for you today. If you're able to worship with us, on Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m., we at Hector Presbyterian Church would love to share Christ's peace with you. A quick note up top. The reading from Acts describes an attempted suicide Scripture is full of hard stories like this one, and we engage them because no horror can separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ. I am so sorry if anyone has ever told you that death by suicide is an exception to this, because they are wrong. If you or someone you know is struggling with suicidal ideation, you have my permission, not that you need it, to stop listening and to hit up the links to the National Suicide Prevention Helpline in the show notes. Remember, God loves you. Peace. Catch your breath. The earthquake is over. Deep breath in. Hold. Exhale. Take stock of the scene around you. Dust is settling. Some inmates are still bracing themselves against stone walls, some still holding tightly to each other. Lift your limbs to check for injuries and wonder at your broken shackles. Listen to the iron doors groaning as they dangle from twisted hinges. But wait. There's a different groan, a hopeless sound that sends chills down the spine. You recognize that voice muttering curses. You can hear what the jailer is planning to do with his sword. And from the cell nearby, a shout cracks through the air. Don't harm yourself. We're all here. In this breathtaking moment, we are witnesses to one man's attempt to end his own life, helplessly watching him reason that suicide is better than what awaits him in the morning when the authorities learn of the prisoner's escape. In this moment, we are witnesses to another man's courage to reach out to the very person standing between himself and freedom, We know the jailer is no innocent bystander. Just hours ago, he chained up Paul and Silas, ignoring the blood dripping down their backs. In our own century, we have no further to look than to Abu Ghraib and Guantanamo to see the ways that ordinary people become capable of terror. And yet, Paul cries out, perhaps he can rescue one life after failing to save another. I want to believe that the shackles scraping against his skin reminded Paul of the woman he had confronted earlier that day, a woman bound in two kinds of chains, Possessed by a demonic spirit, she was also enslaved and exploited, making other people rich through her fortune-telling. Day in, day out, she predicted business deals, potential love interests, inevitable deaths, but never did she speak her own truth. Not until she recognized servants of the Most High God, Paul and Silas could rescue her and she risked everything to be free. But those disciples ignored her. Chained up in jail, the shame constricts Paul's chest. And we know that feeling, self-loathing rising in our throats, bitter on our tongues. It's the sensation we feel when we pass by an unhoused neighbor holding a sign, anything helps, God bless. Or when we silence the call coming in from that person we simply don't know how to face right now. Oh, the shame. While her slaveholders only saw her in terms of profit, Paul could have seen the woman shadowing him through the city as a person. Instead, she was an annoyance. Paul might have dismissed the demon in Jesus' name, but he sure wasn't acting like a Christian. He freed her. But he refused to welcome her into the community of disciples in Philippi, effectively abandoning her to the cruelty of her slavers, people who no longer had a reason to keep her alive. Imagine Paul replaying the scene over and over. It's like the mental movies that haunt our own midnight hours stories whose endings we cannot change. Those are memories that drive us to prayer or to sing the blues, or perhaps both. Maybe Paul didn't even notice the ground beneath him start to quake, rocking back and forth as he was, moaning a bluesy hymn. In any case, after the chains snapped, after the locks broke, when the dust began to settle, Paul shouted out the words he failed to say to his enslaved sister. We are here. Those words, we are here, save a life. We are here echoes God's promise of salvation in Jesus Christ, crucified and risen, God says, I am with you and I will never let you go. In God's perspective, salvation isn't an afterlife goal. Salvation is a present reality transforming how we live today. Salvation unfolds in the jailer's household as the spirit moves through Silas and Paul sharing the gospel. Among those who had given up and given in, the spirit creates community. Wounds are washed, a feast is spread, the waters of new life plunge people into a new purpose. Five centuries earlier, the Holy One urged a vision of salvation onto the prophet Haggai, for whom that little book sandwiched between Zephaniah and Zechariah is named. It was an anxious time for the people of Judah conquered Judah. Formerly deported Judeans were allowed to return home, and when they did, they found burned ruins. The city walls were rubble, homes were demolished, and the temple, well, the temple, that symbol of God's relationship with the people, the people's relationship with God, The temple was raised to the ground by the Babylonians a generation earlier. I understand why the folks of Jerusalem looked around and said, rebuild the Holy One's house? Yeah, we don't think this is the right time. We've got bills to pay. Pledges are down. We'll get back on our feet and then we can talk about our relationship with God. We'll take care of our own and then we can invest in our community. Scarcity, it makes sense. When you've been knocked down, it's easy to stay down instead of risking another fall. But scraping by isn't God's dream for the world. Just ask Haggai. You have sown much, but harvested little, Haggai proclaims. You eat, but there is not enough to satisfy. Anyone earning wages puts those wages into a bag with holes. A bag with holes. That's life without community. A life where it's never the right time working on relationships with our neighbors, with God. God has a vision, a vision much bigger than just barely scraping by. That vision is the reality of salvation. Rebuild the temple, that means shake off despair. Believe in the Lord. Jesus in Philippi means place your hope in the Savior, who creates a new family. And now? What about for us now? 17 years, 17 months that feel like years into a global crisis. What about us here on the hinges of the old Hector and the new? What does salvation mean to us? The Holy One, I believe, is calling us right now to build the beloved community, to live out the promise of salvation now. The Spirit whispers to us, I am here, I am here so that we can tell our neighbors we are here for you. This is why the Hector Church exists, for the sake of Rick and Shane at the Dandy Mart across the street. Yesterday they caught me up about their coworker, our neighbor, Bob Tombarelli. A month ago, Bobby's ER visit became an ICU stay after a severe heart episode. He's out of the hospital now, but he's not out of the woods yet since his doctors are trying to treat his heart and the blood clot in his brain. So we'll continue to pray for Bobby, of course, and, And we get to reach out to Rick, Shane, and the rest of the dandy crew saying, we are here for you. The Hector Church exists for the sake of Noel and Cassie at my place, the nonprofit daycare in Watkins Glen. When I visited my place this week, I wanted to know if they would welcome a donation of Peace Pals, knitted by Lois Carter with the Elmira chapter Knitting for Peace. They will gladly use dolls in calming corners for children who need a breather. But I am still thinking about what Noel and Cassie said about the stretched thin spirits of staff. Our society asks people who care for children professionally, our teachers, our social workers, our daycare providers, our society asks them to make do with scraping by. But that's not God's vision. That's not God's dream for the world. And so today we will bless the peace pals at the end of worship. Of course we will and I am going to ask our church leaders how we can reach out to Noel, Cassie, and the rest of the My Place team. How we can say, we are here for you. In one of his letters, Paul insisted, look, now is the right time. Now is the day of salvation. I believe that is as true for us as it was for the jailer in Philippi. Our community needs to be built up just as much as Haggai's community. And today, as always, the Holy One is with us. The power of the Spirit is already at work among us, connecting, healing, and dreaming. The rock solid love of God will not crumble around us. Neither failure nor success will define us because we stand on the firm foundation of grace in Christ, in whom God says, I am here. So for such grace, Let us give all our gratitude and all glory to God, three in one, one in three, whose image is community. Amen.